Hello and welcome to the No Longer Be Children podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Meyer, and we are in pursuit of a mature and stable Christian worldview. And you all can thank the dog next door for this podcast because this is my day off and uh, I've been quite tired. But the neighbor's dog decided to go crazy at five in the morning. So um, I'm wide awake and um, making the best of it. I've got some time before the rest of the world wakes up. So we're going to continue with this podcast. And um, and from this podcast, um, likely there will be other podcasts uh, in these directions. I think that this is, this is what my podcast is about, is um, in pursuit of a mature and stable Christian worldview. I want to be able to answer most of the questions that are... Um, nagging at me, um, and to really explain the Christian faith to myself, first of all, and then to other people in a way that's coherent and makes sense, and um, and is able to make sense of our complex world. I don't want to be, to have my head in the sand on certain issues. I don't want to be avoiding certain issues. I want to be able to take issues head on, and say, yes, Christianity has an answer for that, um, and and here's what it is. So, um, probably the biggest issue that we have these days is gender. I believe that there are two genders, not five or six or ten. I believe that these gen- genders manifest themselves physically, And that society has learned standardized patterns of interacting as binary genders, which work for most people. That being said, there are some people who are one of the two genders, but do not feel like they fit into the mold that society has made for them. This is a complex issue and a very painful one for the person who believes they do not fit. I do not believe that the government should get involved in telling people what they can and cannot do with their bodies. I believe in civil unions for anyone who wants one. However, I do not believe that anyone should be forced to bake a cake or officiate a wedding that does not want to. Live and let live. I believe that the Bible teaches that there are only two genders and that the only place for sex is in heterosexual marriage. That basically means that the majority of the world's population cannot have sex without sinning. This is an uncomfortable truth, and it behooves us to speak of these matters sensitively. There is real pain here as people seek to navigate the complexities of real life. All right, so actually that was that about covers it. I'm looking back over what I wrote to see if there's something I want to pick up on. I think something that's that came out of my last podcast is that um, I realize I really do believe kind of in a, that there's a real split in my thinking between the government and religion, which I guess makes sense because I believe in a separation of church and state. Um, But it seems like a lot of Christians, especially American Christians probably, believe that there's a difference between church and the state, but the state is also under the umbrella of a Christian nation. And, you know, it's the nation is founded on Christian principles and, and things like that. And I don't really agree with that I think that the that the state needs to be secular and um, 
and the church needs to be the church. And these two need to be separate. And I think that comes from my pacifism. It comes from my, my Mennonite beliefs. The Mennonite church really feels that it's a separate kingdom. It's not part of this world. It's not part of this government. It's separate. And that, to me, makes a better sense of not only um, scriptures, but also history. Because if you look at something like democracy, it didn't come from Judaism. It didn't come from Christianity. It came from Athens, Greece. And when Athens, Greece instituted democracy at around 600 BC, that created a different way of thinking that then put philosophy to the forefront, put science to the forefront. Basically, philosophy was the precursor to science. Um, it created a society where individual citizens had rights. Everybody had a right to vote. Everybody had a right to think and to put their ideas forward. And those ideas are what eventually, through many conflicts and many books being written and much thought and and much ferment, eventually led towards the democratic, western, secular state. And yes, along the way, that needed Christianity because what the western world needed was some way of um, making the individual um, a sovereign individual. And um, the the Greeks weren't able to do that. They weren't able to, to have a high enough estimation of, of man, although they were humanist. Um, this is the irony of atheism, that you start off being a humanist and exalting man above God, but you end up turning man into an animal and saying that their life is worth nothing. And Christianity, in worshiping God, you lift your eyes up and then man, like men and woman, humanity, becomes made in the image of God and we end up with this exalted view of what it means to be a human it's it's divine we are divine and so yes that component definitely was needed it was one of the needed keys and there were other needed keys necessary keys that made western society work as it does that came from christianity but the state is um it comes from it's fundamentally Humanist, it fundamentally comes from Athens, Greece. It does not come from scriptures. Um, a lot of Christians think that it does. They, a lot of Christians even think that democracy is Christian, and it's not. Um, the, the, I mean, a, a monarchy is Christian. Um, a dictatorship is Christian. If you look at, at how most of the leadership structures are set up in the Bible, there are no democracies that I can see except maybe in the early church. But actually, that wasn't a democracy. That was a hegemony. Um, and so how does this relate to gender? It relates because I think a lot of the heat and passion on this subject comes from Christians trying to maintain a Christian state. And there's a deep contradiction there because we want, we want freedom of religion but we don't really want the others to be quite as free as we are. 
and we want everybody to be able to do what they whatever their conscience leads them to do but when it comes to gay marriage well we weren't really sure about that um when it comes to other religions being taught in school well, we're not sure about that but we want our 10 commandments placed in different places so it seems as though we can't have it both ways um if we want a christian nation then we need to admit that that's what we want but if there's other people and there certainly are other people that don't want a christian nation then what are we going to do about that and it seems as though that's a that's a conflict that needs that is happening especially in the united states and it seems as though what we're saying is we want a separation between church and state okay well if we want that separation then we ought to be fine with um with lgbtq people getting a civil uh like getting married as far as the state is concerned that shouldn't bother us it's not our problem that's their choice and we don't have any any way or right to tell somebody else what to do because we believe in freedom of religion we believe in freedom we have an open society at least that's the idea of a separation between church and state and so that's that's what i believe um but i also believe that it should work both ways and i think it's unfortunate when um lgbtq people make life difficult for religious folks and they seem to target <clears throat> like they don't target the big mega church pastor that would have lawyers <clears throat> that could put up a fight they seem to target a little mom and pop shop shop that is barely making it that's making cakes that is an easy soft target and um you know and they demand that they make a cake and if somebody says no then they take them to court and um this doesn't seem it doesn't seem kind it doesn't seem charitable um if if somebody doesn't agree with what you're doing then live your own life in your own space in your own way this is live and let live it seems to me is is the way that we ought to be there are some people that believe that the bible teaches that um there are more than one gender i find this very difficult um the bible is quite clear that there are two genders and i don't i would have to hear the argument i mean i've heard the arguments but i just the arguments are such that <laughs> Somebody can present the argument and afterwards I'm like, I still don't know what your argument is. Like, I heard a lot of fluff and I heard a lot of bluster and I heard a lot of noise. But I didn't hear an actual argument. Um, the Bible teaches there are two genders. In the beginning, God made Adam and he made Eve. Two genders. And God always works... Um, with the assumption that there are two genders. That's just how the Bible is written. And it's how the ancient Near Eastern world thought. It's how the ancient Greeks thought. It's actually how the pretty much the entire world thought up until very recent times. 
and there, you know, I could be wrong because um, I'm not an expert on the entire world, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it's my understanding that the current belief in, you know, four, five, six, seven genders is a very recent thing. Uh, that in ancient times they would have understood you are a man, but you're attracted to other men, not to women. Or you are a man, but you identify yourself as a woman. And that's how scriptures speak about it, and that's how, that's how it's addressed. And how it's addressed is in those two specific ways. In the Old Testament, it says a man should not lie with another man. So a man, as, as a man lies with a woman. So a man should not have sex with another man, according to scriptures. And a man should not dress as a woman, according to scriptures. This is what the Bible says. And I think that um, I'm very passionate about let's leave let's be honest about what religions say i don't like it when people say all religions teach the same thing because they don't i don't like it when people say well the bible teaches this or that or the other or the bible teaches nothing when clearly the bible does have certain ideas that it puts forth and we need to we need to engage you know we need to engage with what the bible actually says and I guess the, the phrase take it or leave it comes to mind. It seems harsh, but I think take it or leave it is better than trying to say that being dishonest about what the Bible actually says. And what the Bible actually says is that there are two genders and one ought not engage in sexual activity with the same gender or dress as the other gender. And I, you can't tell from the podcast, but I paused for a long time um, before continuing this because the next statement is really, really harsh. Um, but again, I think that we need to be honest about what the scriptures say, and then we decide what we're going to do about it rather than trying to change what the scriptures say to fit our needs. And what the scriptures say is that um, the only place for sexual activity is within a heterosexual marriage. And that means that most of the people in the world can't have sex. And sex is pretty essential. It's pretty, it's pretty integral to what it means to be a human. It means that um, people that are in marriages that are dysfunctional um, can't just get out and have sex with whoever they're stuck um, people that are split and it's unresolved and it's they're halfway in halfway out they're stuck um, people that are too young or, or not yet married they ought not engage people that can't seem to attract a mate, um, people that um, aren't interested in marriage for one reason or another, but still have sexual impulses. It's, it's a heavy teaching, and I feel the weight of it as I speak it. Um, 
but I believe that these words are written for our good. And I do think that there is a reason that God said that heterosexual marriage is the only place um, where we ought to have sex. And that puts somebody who has homosexual desires in a difficult position. I recognize that. I've had conversations with people like that. Um, and I've tried to offer comfort to people like that. But I don't think that a comfort I am able to give is changing the words of scriptures. Because I think that... Um, The words of scripture are there to give us life, and they do give us life, even if we don't like what they have to say sometimes. And something that I have on this subject really benefited from is um, a number of stories of Christians who have wrestled deeply with these matters and come to different positions. Some of them have decided to continue on in celibacy. Some of them have uh, engaged in heterosexual marriages and they tell their stories. Um, there's a, a podcast called Pure Desire, the Pure Desire podcast about on this subject. And that's not the be all and end all on the subject, but um, yeah, I'd recommend it to you. It's a, this is a difficult subject to talk about. Um, because I know with every word, it's there's pain, and I recognize the pain. Um, there's part of me that just wants to say, "It's not, <laughs> it's not this bad. Just, just change it. Just change the Bible." And, but I don't think I can do that, and I don't think anybody wants me to do that. Um, but if anybody. But I want to speak more about this, and I do think that there is life and there is healing. And uh, there is there is a way to live with God, with um, with orientations other than a heterosexual orientation. So we'll uh, we'll have more podcasts on that in the future, hopefully. All right, moving on. I have issues. <laughs> um, where are we here? My notes. I have current and past emotional issues, including but not limited to post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, and burnout. I'm filing, finding healing for these issues, and I'm speaking out about them more and more as I learn more about health and healing. So, um, I'm aware of um, of my issues. I don't, and I, and I'm, I'm getting more and more public about them. Like I've been through burnout, I struggle with anxiety. I still have symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder from things I've been through. I've been kidnapped. I've, I've had my kids disappear, and I thought they were kidnapped plausibly. Um, I've lived through the Ebola pandemic in 2014 while living in Africa. There were traumatic things that I went through that still leave their mark on me. And I struggle with anxiety sometimes. Um, I start to spiral. I start to get really anxious. I start to try and fix everything. 
uh, can't stop, can't rest. I don't see it as a weakness to know that I struggle with with emotional problems. I see it as a strength. My previous self would not have recognized that I had problems and I would have just kept going. And I did keep going until I burnt out. But even burnout, I don't know that I would have known I was in burnout. Um, well, I didn't know for a long time that I was in burnout. I thought I was just doing the work of God um, and not sleeping and not being a nice person to be around. But hey, I'm doing the work, work of God. So I think that it's a strength to be able to say, look, I'm human. I've got issues. I've got pain. But when these things come up, I know what to do with them. Uh, I know where to go to find. I have therapists that I call. Uh, my wife is really good because she has, you know, we're both on this journey together, finding healing. And this is a gift that I want to try and share with, with others. I think that Christians have not really been self-aware. Uh, and we've been taught not to be self-aware. Um, modernity is... Um, a philosophical way of thinking that's about 300 years old and modernity is very focused on our minds and not focused on the world it's a certain way of thinking it's if you've watched the matrix you know the guy is plugged into a computer and he doesn't realize it and the only thing that's real is his thoughts the world is not real only his thoughts are real only And really, when it comes down to it, only himself, only he himself is real when he's in the matrix. Everything else is an illusion. Even his friends might be an illusion. This is the modern worldview put in a, in a digestible format. And, um, and the modern worldview, the modern philosophy, t teaches us that all that matters is our minds. And Christianity, the Christianity that we grew up with, has been modeled after the, the modern worldview and has told us that all that matters is your mind. All that matters is, um, is understanding truth <clears throat> and being able to, to regurgitate truth accurately. That's all that matters. And I believe that Christianity is, more, is bigger than that. It's more holistic than that. It includes our bodies. It includes our emotions. It includes... Um, our dreams it includes our relationships it includes our actions it includes everything and I think that um, I think my biggest gift the biggest gift that any of us have is our journey and I think that my journey of finding emotional health is a great gift I can give to the world and I hope that through um sermons and podcasts I can share how to find healing and also how to have a more holistic Christian faith and uh, this is something that I want to make a priority going forward in my podcasts I believe in heaven and hell although I do not have a very clear idea about what either of them will look like it seems that we will have some sort of a resurrected or remanufactured body on the other side. There is a good place and a bad place. Lots of people will go to both. Once there, it doesn't seem like there's any way to switch. It's possible 
that um, a lot of people that, well, Jesus said for sure there's going to be surprises when we get to the other side. And it's possible that um, a lot of people that don't seem to be going there now aren't coming to church, uh, maybe even aren't from our country, maybe are living in places where you would think they have no way of hearing about God, about Jesus and the Christian message. It's possible that God has a way of bringing them in. It's also possible that many people that seem to be going to church, to church and doing the right things aren't making it. Um, those are matters I leave in God's hands. But it does seem as though there's a good place and a bad place. Uh, there's a heaven and a hell. That's how I see things. That's how I read scriptures. I don't believe that all religions teach the same thing. I just don't. I know too much about religions to believe that they teach the same thing. Um, you need to have a very low resolution understanding of what religions are to think that they all teach the same thing. Many of them address similar questions. Not all. Some religions address completely different questions. You know, Buddhism is completely focused on the problem of suffering. Why is there suffering in the world? And trying to fix that problem. Whereas Judaism, it's kind of an afterthought. Oh yeah, there's suffering in the world. Well, that's no, not an afterthought, but it Judaism starts with God and then suffering comes in as part of that. But it, it comes in, in a completely different way. Shamanism, as far as I can see, and uh, more animistic religions aren't troubled by suffering in the same way that Buddhism is. That's just one example. Um, shamanism and animistic religion would just see suffering as part of the circle of life and it's just part of how nature is. And you wouldn't try and fix it by um, detach through to detachment as Buddhism does. So religions are not the same. I, I really militate against that and I... Um, it bothers me, like it annoys me. There's a few things on this in this podcast that they just annoy me. Like it, it gets my emotions up. And I think it's for the same for similar reasons that people talk about cultural appropriation. You know, you can't just take somebody's culture and like make fun of it or do whatever you want with it or wear the costumes and dance around when this is somebody's sacred religion. You can't just appropriate a culture. And similarly, you can't just take somebody's beliefs and say lies about them or say things that aren't true. You need to you need to honor the culture and honor the person and say this is this is what they believe and be fair to the beliefs. And I don't think it's fair to anybody's beliefs to say that all religions are the same thing when they're not. Um and so uh yeah. I don't, I don't agree that all religions teach the same thing. Uh, I don't believe that all religions lead to the good place. Most religions teach some form of moralism. Do the good things, go to the good place. And Christians often also teach this, or at least it comes through. That's the message that seems to come through, because that is kind of the basic. That's what makes sense. It's kind of like the human religion humanistic religion 
but I believe that the true message of Christianity is something like you can't do enough of the good things to go to the good place, which means you need to repent. In repentance and rest is your salvation, as one verse says. And Jesus paid the price for our sins, and we need to repent of our sins and turn towards Jesus, and that's what salvation is. And that's the beginning. Most religions, salvation is at the end of a lot of work. For Christianity, salvation is at the beginning. You begin with full acceptance, full sonship, full daughtership, full entrance, citizenship into the religion. And from there, you work out your life. You live your life. And it's in a way, you know, I'm often, when I was, at, when I was a campus pastor, people would often ask me, well, isn't this the same thing? All religions have works. All religions have salvation. You put the salvation first and then works. Others put the works first and salvation. Isn't it the same thing? It's not the same thing because it's like this. It's like a marriage versus um, just living together. People that just live together, we'll just, we'll just live together and see how it goes. And maybe one day we'll get married. If we're still happy with the situation, we'll get married one day. Whereas marriage, you start off by saying, I commit to you. I covenant with you. You are mine. I am yours. You can have all my life. You can have all my money. We are living this life together 100%. And from there, you live your life. It's a different sort of a thing. It's a different commitment. And I believe that that is exactly the commitment that God wants to make with us and that we make with God is to say, my life is yours. And it makes a difference how you live your life. If you know that you are God's 100%, you don't have to earn anything. You don't have that desperation. But you have a gratitude, and you have a new life, and you're free to just... It's good to do good things. It, you want to do good. Everybody has that desire in them to do good. And I believe that the Christian religion has a way of freeing us up to not work out of guilt. And unfortunately, some Christians still do. We, we don't always grasp the gospel. But when it's working right, we're not working out of guilt. We're working out of freedom and gratitude. And it makes a difference. All right. How many more points do I have? I'm going to skim over a few here. Um... I believe that many Christians are going to the bad place. Not everybody who says they are a Christian is a Christian. I believe that many Christian subcultures are unscriptural and pharisaical. I have some very strong things to say about um, some Christian subcultures I think are very unscriptural and are very wrong. Um, and maybe I'll talk more about that in the future. I believe that many Christian subcultures are emotionally unhealthy. I've touched on that already. Um, there's a strong modernist tendency in a lot of teachings focused on our head, not on our heart. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on women, especially to fit the perfect image. To not make men stumble, quote unquote, even though there's no verse in scripture that talks about modesty controlling how men are regarding sex and lust that's not a that's not a, a concept that's taught in scriptures even though it's 
it's taught from many pulpits. I think I'm going to pause it here, and maybe I'll come back to this later, or else maybe I'll sign off here. And uh, so this is Josiah Meyer signing off for now, and I'll come back and talk more about uh, some more ideas later.